Welcome to another episode of Roll or Die. Uh, I'm feeling a little bit inadequate in, in the presence of this woman. She is a trailblazer on the Brazilian jiu-jitsu scene. She has won, um, I think, well, all tournaments that I know in Australia that I see her at, she's always winning. And she has just come off winning brown belt, no-gi world, weight division and open. Wow. She is... Uh, the wife of another legend in the sport, Adam, he is yeah. Emma Metcalf. Thanks for joining us, Emma. Thank you very much for having me. <laughs> cool. Is that an Irish accent I detect there, Emma? It is indeed, yes. Ah, cool. Awesome. But, awesome. Yeah, I was trying to figure out the other day how long I've been here. Um, I'm thinking 15, 15 years. Oh, wow. yeah. Awesome. Yeah. And you landed in Perth. There. You're in Perth of all places, which is interesting. It is. I, I had done my whole year backpacking mm -hmm. um, and lived all around. Uh, but two of my sisters settled in Perth. So that's why I ended up giving Perth a chance. Beautiful. Nice. So nice. That, is that where you started in Australia and you've finished there? Or did you, did you do any other... Yeah, I, I flew into Perth always, um, just to see family first. Um, my my sisters had kind of moved out here from the age of I was five. I was the youngest of um, seven, mm. so um, I always knew that I was going to grow up and move to Australia. Yeah. Um, used to watch Home and Away and Neighbours and country practice, and wow. thought that was the lifestyle for me. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> But yeah, they were in Perth, and to be honest, I found Perth quite hard to settle in as a backpacker when you didn't have a car or no people. So I did do the live in Sydney and up the coast and travel through all the different areas from up to Cairns and back down again. Um, loved it all, but yeah, family drew me back to Perth. That's amazing. Yeah, family's where it's at. But I, like, I can't. Not many people would know what the experience like, and I'm sure every family is different. But what is the experience like of being the youngest of seven children? That's that's epic. We can do a whole show about that before we get to the jujitsu stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it does make you, um, yeah, fight to be noticed. I know. I I was lucky. I was spoiled rotten being the youngest. I got away with murder. Yeah. So. And I was a cute baby. So yeah, I could imagine I you'd be a cutie. If you were one of those yeah. cute babies. <laughs> was there anything my mom said? You were lucky you were cute. <laughs> <laughs> and actually, I don't speaking know what of, to you then. <laughs> of family, something I can't believe I left off that's like a really big part um, of how I know you as well is that you've got two two boys. How old are they? They're, they're still quite young, yeah? Yeah, you might hear them screaming in the background every now and again, uh, school holidays. Um, so Loki's eight and Neo is six. And what cool wow. names. Holy moly. <laughs> yeah, Loki got a mischief. Neo was a game, a PlayStation game. Amazing. Amazing. Interesting. I love, I love That's it. cool because actually my oldest son, Kane, was actually named after a PlayStation game as well. Legacy of Kane, <laughs> Lord of Chaos. So, yeah, so you got, you got that yeah. in common. Yeah. yeah. 
But how do you do it? Like, how do you juggle having, I mean, I've got kids as well, but mine are way older, um, with the training that you do? It's a lifestyle. They train. They love it. Um, from day one, Loki was, like, literally crawling on the mats, and so was Neo, and they were eager and still are to always be on the mats. Like, um, they love it, and I think they see what we do. And they're around it all the time. So it, it, it's it's good for us. It's our gym. So it's our second home. I think it would, uh, and we try and make it that way for everyone else as well. And I think that's what makes our gym very appealing to a lot of people, especially families. Um, it's very family orientated, kid friendly. The classes are massive for the kids. They're huge. They're just growing. And um, we've got a very successful team behind us. And beautiful people that support us and then the parents do because the kids do it so it's just the culture that they're in so it helps me because I'm constantly surrounded with like-minded people Mm, beautiful I love that do you think that like with the kids is it what percentage of this is nature versus nurture for you know their love for or want desire to be on the mats and in the gym and everything else like do you, do you think it's possible they were born to and and would never have gone in there or do you think you've just totally nurtured them to be in this space look to be honest i never knew of jiu-jitsu heard of jiu-jitsu or done martial arts till i met adam mm-hmm. i met him outside of it Mm-hmm. And to be honest, I had dropped a friend off to his gym before and walked out going, that's the scariest looking place in the world. There's <laughs> no way I'd step foot in there. Um, so a huge part of it is Adam and how much he, he it's his life and how amazing a lifestyle it is. Like who gets up in the morning, gets to go for a swim in the beach, go surfing, have coffee go and meet with your friends, have a roll and a hangout, and that's your day. Like, wow. Yeah, I'm jealous. You got me. Okay. It's a work life. It's, it's amazing. So all of a sudden I'm like, oh, I can do, I, I could be a part of this. This looks like a lot of fun. And the yeah. people I met were so humbling um, and so kind and so welcoming. Um, that it, and I, I, like I said, I hadn't even, I didn't know what the sport was. I think he introduced me said, oh, I've got this ladies only MMA class. Do you want to come down? I was like, hmm, oh, okay. <laughs> and I think after two classes, um, the girls all in said, can we just turn it into a BJJ class? <laughs> right. And that was it. I was doing it for a few months, just on a Saturday morning as something else to do. So, and then the kids, yeah, it's a case of they're, they love it and they're really good at it as mm. well. So that helps them. Um, I suppose enjoy it a lot. So absolutely, yeah. and you guys, um, you compete a lot as a family. So you travel internationally as a family. Yeah, how yeah. is that? Because I know for myself, competing internationally, like it's hard as an individual trying to take like a six-year-old and an eight-year-old halfway across the world and compete. How how is that? I've done it since they were babies. And every single time, it has been a nightmare. Something <laughs> has always happened. <laughs> There's always been delayed flights. I swear, Adam's jinxed. Um, <laughs> every flight gets delayed. 
I don't think we've had a smooth sailing, but it takes so much of that comp nerves away because there's something so much more important to focus on as mm-hmm. well. Um, that when I step on the mats, then I'm on that mat, I'm getting that done, but then I'm getting to my family. So wow. it's, you know, it's, it's very much a, like I started competing as soon as I finished, um, having Neil. So Neil was six months with me. I was breastfeeding him on the side. My name was getting called up and I had to like hand him over to Adam and Adam's like holding the baby, videoing, coaching, <laughs> and trying to distract Loki at the time who was two and a half. And I think the girl who I was competing against, her mom came over and took Neo to help out as I was trying to choke out her daughter. And I'm just like, oh, I'm, I'm community. <laughs> this wow. is um, wow. that, that people are still willing to support you. So yeah, with the, with the kids, for me, it's just, it's what we do. We do it together and we're trying to let them see what it is all about and what is needed to be done to compete and the commitments that we put into it and the work and that to be good at something you have to work hard at it mm. and i think yeah. for them it's a really good life lesson some people seem to win more than others i, I can't quite put my finger on how this works but i th- feel like when people win then they win more and then they win more like, i i tend to lose i'm just gonna be honest like last comp three matches three losses all right and my coach is like don't worry people lose but they think we get people like you on the show and they just keep winning. Like, I want to get to the source of this, not just for myself, but for others out there. Like, what happens when you lose or do you lose or, I, you know, how do you I cope do. with loss or how did you start winning? I don't know. Talk something about that. <laughs> I, I I did. I started winning straight away. Okay. Um, I had Adam as my coach and I listened. <clears throat> I All I had to do was listen to him. And and it worked. He understood the game and I was literally his puppet on a string. Like it, it, that connection of, I suppose, a relationship and trust in your coach mm-hmm. uh, and being your life partner. It's, you know, you, you do exactly what they say and you can hear them mm-hmm. and you don't doubt anything and you just do. And yeah, I succeeded with that for a long time. And I, I did have someone say, oh, you know, you should try to do a comp without him in your corner just to see. Yeah. I was like going, why? That's yeah. <laughs> I was like, why would I do that? Yeah. But then I went over to Worlds as Purple Belt and it was Master Ski. And unfortunately, his fight and my fight ended up exactly at the same time. Right. I was like, it's 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 a four-day event, the largest <laughs> competition in the world at the time. And what are the odds? We're on the same time. And two children and trying to find someone to mind them. Wow. In America, like anxiety going through the roof. Thankfully, we met someone from Perth. They were like, can you just, can you just like keep an eye on them while we run our separate ways? And I remember stepping onto the mat and go, oh, this isn't the best time to test this whole strategy of not having my coach in the corner. (laughs) (laughs) I jumped on and I was like, okay, what do I do? What do I do? So I just listened to what the other coach was saying to that their competitor. Oh wow! And and that's how I won that fight. <laughs> Amazing! They were like, "Watch out for the triangle!" And I was like, "Ooh, there is a triangle here! Awesome! Thank you." <laughs> that's it. That's where you got to learn Portuguese if you're 
um, going against someone that's Brazilian and their coaches are speaking Portuguese to them, you can't always understand what what they're saying. That's that's the only time that's, a lot of uh, that's just distraction, though. I yeah. find especially the, the, that will get in your head too much. Um, yeah. The losing yeah. aspect, I've definitely lost. Okay. And I did lose last year in world or this this year in worlds in Gi in my first fight, mm-hmm. and that that I took. I took it that I knew why it happened. I wasn't switched on. We had a lot of flight delays and stuff in customs for five hours. The Mr. Connecting flight had to Uber in, didn't get in until four in the morning, and I had to compete the next that day. Wow. So by the time I got on the mat and I was still kind of trying to stay calm, I was like, you're way too calm. You're, you're not switched on. Mm-hmm. And within the last 20 seconds, Reese stood up. And I went for it and I had a perfect down bar, but the time I went on me. Um, so a few more seconds. So I knew I could have done it if the switch was there, but I took that. And I went back home and I went and done pan packs and got my medals there and then said to Adam, I've looked at World's Nogi. There's people in my division. There's people in your division. Is there any chance we can just get redemption. I was like, I haven't trained no gi in a year and a half, but I genuinely think I can do this. Because if you think you can do it, I'll make it happen. You're like Highlander. That's what I've got you as now. You're like (laughs) you're Highlander. (laughs) And then you you did. You won everything. You won your division and you won the open. I did. I went I went there with a massive mission. Wow. And nothing was going to stop that. That was that was yeah. So talk us through like your mindset. I'm really interested about how you can kind of put those distractions aside. Like you talked about, I think I, I saw on your social media that one of your children had gastro or something at the the last, at, at Nogi Wells. Like how do you, especially as a mother, like kind of put that aside and now it's time to focus. I'm here to do a job and oh. I'm not worried at all about any of that. I'm, I'm always worried. Um, I, I don't switch that off. My, my kids are everything to me. Um, we thought he was on the better side of the gastro at that point because it had been 24 hours. So, and he was starting to eat and drink and look better. (laughs) So in fairness, we thought he was good by that, but I, I did, I had that horrible mom guilt going, you're like, it's not at home in his bed. <laughs> He's been vomiting in the hotel bedroom for the last 24 hours. Um, and, you know, at that point, we'd done everything we could for him. And he was on the better side of it all, so mm. we thought. <laughs> um, and, and I'd support. We, we traveled with um, two people from our gym as well that were competing. And they were amazing Twee and Jeff, and they were amazing support as well. And they they spent the time with the kids when I had to step on the mat and Adam had to coach. Um, but to be honest, my kids were hanging off that banister, looking over the mats at me too. So um, just knowing that I have other people there who have my back while I'm stepping on the mats and have my kids mm. is everything. Mm. And I know it's five minutes. It's it's not like I'm gone for any longer than five minutes. It's no yeah. more than someone running to the toilet and back. Yeah, and um, you're doing something admirable as well. You're not like <laughs> leave me alone so I can get drunk on the couch. You know, you're like <laughs> exactly leave me alone so I can finish this bottle of scotch. No, it's not like that. 
And hopefully we're inspiring them. You know what I mean? Yeah, like that's I want right. them, it's gonna be them doing it. They're they usually do um kids con when it's the world ski. Mm. Um so they compete as well at the okay. same time. So awesome. What's uh, um like, like when Adam came on the show, he, we had photos of you somehow. You were like, oh, it was maybe your engagement or your wedding or something. You're in a cast. I can't remember if Bobo or Leg. I got a few. Uh, it's a beautiful crusher. little shoulder of mine. Yeah, my so ongoing. What, are they load bearing band aids? What's that there? <laughs> that... Uh, there's some. Um, yeah, I went back to the surgeon today, so I got the actual um, waterproof plasters off, and then it's just some tape now to keep the uh, incisions closed. Keep the arm. I have an ongoing problem with my shoulder. Right. Um, okay. I had massive surgery last year. I had a slap tear and a bicep reattachment. Mm, wow. And unfortunately, I grew some bone spurs during the healing. Mm. So um, so last year, it was a massive recovery from that. And then this is just a cleanup because I just didn't have full mobility. Mm-hmm. Okay. So. Yeah, how's that feel? You're competing while, while this is going on still. You're still training hard. and has it Who, who doesn't? Yeah. yeah, it changed my whole game. Yeah. Whole different game. And it's an um, amazing game now. Like, I genuinely feel like I have my own game, which is my mm. style. And due to my injuries, uh, every every injury is a blessing in a way. It makes you, wow. your style, not the normal. Mm. Um, and how I react to things is a lot of it to protect the arm and the shoulder. And in doing so has given me my whole passing game and attacks now, which is really, really good. Okay. I'm going, my mind is going deep down a rabbit hole now, but it's like, it's your own game. You just taught, called it your own game. And yet that game was given to you by someone else injuring you. And yet that new game that someone else has given you is better than the game that you came up with initially. So that's where my <laughs> mind is at. But it, it isn't a way because I didn't actually get injured per se by one person. Like okay. I didn't have, I got hurt by any of my training partners or anything I'd done. It was a just a wear and tear. Okay. It's, um, yeah, it wasn't any one thing. I don't remember falling badly. I don't remember being comorid or um, okay. nothing sticks in my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, I unfortunately just started getting niggly, niggly, sore, sore was doing some rehab and I think if anything I probably made it worse trying to rehab myself <laughs> yeah. Yeah. um I can relate but I do have yeah <laughs> yeah so uh, yeah and and I think everyone's the same in jiu-jitsu it, by getting an injury you have to change in a way it makes you oh I can't go that way anymore what other paths have I got mm. what other angles can I do it on the other side can I do it better on the other side Okay, how do I stop that from being attacked mm. if I switch direction? Yeah. Yeah. And also other people, when you do it on the other side, which is the non-normal side, then how do other people deal with you doing it on the non-normal side? Because that's exactly. a whole problem for them to solve. So, yeah. It is. And it's never as tight and it's never as well played out. So it's, yeah, okay. there's a lot to be said about being on the other side. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's the title for the show. There's a lot to be said about <laughs> being on the other side, right there. That's, I feel that's a title. I'll write that down. The dark side. <laughs> yes. yes. 
Um, now, Anton, can I uh, take control to just share my screen for a oh, minute? Yeah, sure. Because Emma, I want to talk about the um, the women at your gym. Like your gym's probably, I guess you could say, one of the biggest gyms in Perth, from what I see. Like yeah. it looks like there's heaps of people in your uh, on the mats, and you guys just recently had a grading. I just want to share yeah. here. You can you see it. that? These are the the women. Oh wow. That's the ones that got promoted. I mean, that's just the promoted ones. Yeah, that's right. So this is like, I mean, I'd be happy with half that on the mat for uh, <laughs> one of for one of my classes. But yeah, can you tell us about a little bit about maybe the culture at your gym? Like, what is it you think that makes a gym able to keep, uh, you know, bring women in first of all and retain them? What what's what's important for that? Well, like I said, when I first began. We looked at Adam had a female only MMA. Um, and then those females went, you know, oh, we we like the BJJ aspect. Can we turn it into that? And we used to call ourselves um the Ama Angels. <laughs> um we had rush we have tits and tits in Melbourne. That's what I have to girls. <laughs> Uh, we had the rush guards and everything. Um, but genuinely, uh, we were all very interested in competing and very interested in supporting each other. Um, and when I think it, it was just a really good culture from the top down and the fact it's a family gym and a competitive gym. Um, and we've a very open door policy as well. Like we always, well, we've lots of open mats. Every Sunday we have an open mat all during the Christmas and the New Year at 9 a.m. There's an open mat and it's welcome for anyone to join. Uh, we run a ladies class every week on a Friday. But to be honest, when any female wants to join, it's like all our classes have women in it. So if you feel like you just want to stay with a female while you're training, that is acceptable. There's there's a comfort point at the beginning that everyone might or some people might feel they need. Mm. And then it's it's that respect factor on the mats. Um, I, I I think it's just people see as well. It's possible. And that's why I do what I do and keep doing what I do is like I'm going, I didn't start till I was oh, what is, uh, 36. Um, and I had two kids. I didn't train while I was pregnant because I was still a white belt and no jiu-jitsu experience to keep myself safe. Mm. Um, but I jumped back on as soon as I could. Um, and I think people just seen it's possible. Mm. My help. And that there's no excuse to think, oh, I can't do that. It's like, well, why not? Because yeah. it's all so, men, for example. So, no, let's have a female-only class. That's the possibility. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, the, the female-only is a great starting point for people mm. who want to try it and are still a little bit nervous of it um, and also gives that um, open area where you can talk about the stuff and how how – Jiu-jitsu affects you a little bit as a female or um we we we've always been very, very good at growing our females um and as a team and the culture is great. And then there's we have specific comp classes for those that want to go hard. We've got tech classes for those who just want to do the tech and do a little bit of rolling at the end. Like there's it caters for every need, um, which works out really really well um and i think just our coaches are really good coaches at supporting male and females on the map 
Like mm. it's just massive. Mm. And now we've got two female black belts under Adam. Um, we had three in total. Uh, Adele was teaching with us for the last three or four years. Adele, so that was amazing to have as well. Um, that definitely helped all of us see what is possible for a smaller female to make right, it Adele, at such a high level. Arena. Are we talking about? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, she's she's a powerhouse. So she's she not living in Perth anymore, has she? She's, she's moving back home to Melbourne um, oh. this year, end of this year, start of next. Cool. Yeah. So, oh. Yeah. Her partner's finished studying dentistry, so. I see. But, That's um, sad for you, yeah. but happy for us because we're, <laughs> yeah, we're, we're going to go back. So we lent you our get back. <laughs> we need our back now. <laughs> okay, yeah, I got a question for you. I got a question for you. Um, it's a little bit, it's a total sidetrack really, but I'm just fascinated and I like to kind of drill into people's thoughts. What do you think is a reasonable drop-in fee for a gym, right? Like if you're traveling, if I'm coming to your town, not me because like, you know, obviously like I'm, 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 I've come with marketing stuff. So you might even have me for nothing. But if I, if I, if someone's traveling through and they're just a, you know, let's say they're a purple belt, how much should they pay to train in a gym just passing through? That's my question because someone got charged, I think, uh, $50, I think, the other day, and they just thought that was totally unreasonable. I don't, I never drop in, so I don't know what this sort of thing is like, but what do we think is reasonable? I have, uh, well, but the way I work it is going, if you're going for one class, all casuals, oh, say hello. Hey, gosh, how are you? Yeah, mate. She's doing an epic job, by the way. Yes, you need to kiss her shoulder. I know, she's and everything. Yeah, <laughs> stop to check you want a drink. No, no dramas. <laughs> Jeez, I checked you guys out. You want to go. <laughs> Drop in, please. He has a drink. <laughs> uh, well, what we do is if, if someone just is coming in for a casual, it's if it's an open roll, it's 15 bucks. 15 bucks. That seems reasonable. That's an open match. Yeah. If you want a class, 28 if you okay. want a, a PT, it's whatever the PTs themselves charge. Okay. If you're staying around for a week, I would charge you the price of what a membership week is. Okay. I'm not going to keep charging you like 28 for every class if you want to come to three classes or four classes. Like, <laughs> yeah. That's just rude. <laughs> I yeah. like 50, we do 55 bucks for the whole week if you're, you know what I mean? If you're just dropping through, it's like you're visiting, you want to be around. Like that's that's how it is, and we yeah. go. If you're coming in to roll and you want to just just have a drop in rate of fifteen bucks, and that kind of helps pay for the cleanliness and Absolutely. chemicals and the rent and the electricity and just keeping a business up and running. Same um, Okay, that's that, like I'd be happy to pay that. So yeah, thank you for sharing that. I'm just trying to get some ideas about what's out there. Awesome. Yeah, that, that's me personally. I think if someone's a guest or they've gotten contact to you beforehand and you know them or like. We, if it was a Wilma Shadow or like they're connected to you somehow, we generally don't do anything at all. Like it just depends. Yeah. But yeah, a guest is a guest at the end of the day. If they're just passing through and doing a one off, the first one's generally always free. Yeah. If you want to stick around for the week, then you just kind of go, right, let's sort something out. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, that makes sense. That's my and thought. So you've had a, a pretty big year in 2023, but what's the plan for next year for 24? What what's What's on the agenda? I want redemption of world's gi. <laughs> so I'm going back for that with a brown belt. Um, and I want 
Adam to podium and I want my boys to podium and I want us all to come home with medals next August. So nice. we managed to do it uh, 2000 and what was our prep about? The year before last we done it. Um, but yeah, I definitely want to do it next year. I want all my kids podiuming and I want to podium as well. Awesome. All so, the anxiety will be worth it. All of the plane trips and the surgeries and the, yeah. Uh, you know, it's all worth it. I, I wouldn't give up jujitsu. I wouldn't stop what I do. I mm. couldn't even keep me off the mats yesterday, but there was a female open mat um, in Perth. And I was like, oh, I'll just go down and support and just watch and, you know, I'll keep myself safe. And I was just like, oh, there's so many ladies here. I'm just going to jump on and roll. I'll be yeah. fine. <laughs> yeah it's just like i can't resist it yeah. do you think you could stop if you had like i i can't imagine i'm 50 now i cannot imagine ever stopping like it's gonna take something very major to stop me but yeah what it, what what would it take to have you stop and then what would you do i oh i, I there's nothing i've had spine surgery i've had knee surgery <laughs> i've had shoulder surgery i've um <laughs> adam's fault adam introduced you to all this <laughs> And I, yeah, I, yeah, I, I, I've, yeah, there's nothing, there's okay. nothing. I'll always, it, it's just, there's so much to learn. Like, mm. even if I can't do something, even if I, I'm hurt in a way, or you can, you can learn it in another way. Like, yeah. there's so yeah. many famous people out there doing it, like with a disability or, yes. um, you know, there's no excuses. That's what I love about jujitsu. Mm. Uh, you can be any size. There's no excuses. That's what I love about jujitsu. Is another potential title. <laughs> <laughs> there isn't. I, I just like I can be broken, but I can still go out there and give my heart and my knowledge to someone else that's learning and and feel that they've gotten something out of it, and you know that just makes it amazing. Mm. Wow, I think I know the answer to this already, but um. So when you guys are all competing, and if one of you does well, and such has happened, for instance, at uh, at Worlds, but then someone else doesn't do so well, how is that as a dynamic, like mm. either between yourself and Adam or, or with the kids, or is it, it, it like everyone celebrating the other's success, or 100%. can you kind of, yeah? We always celebrate the other person. Like we were unfortunate, Adam had a bad call, his first fight. And it was a rest decision. And everyone was like, woohoo, Adam. And then the other guy's hand got raised. Everybody was in shock. Everybody. Mm. like, And he just stepped off and he goes, I, I can't let anybody take away the joy of what has happened already. It hurts. It, I was more upset and I was more angry. And I was so frustrated because I'm only a brown belt. I can't step up and say anything. He hasn't got a coach. There's there's nothing that can be done. Um. But like we 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 live through each other. So his success or my success is just us as a family. That's why we travel as a family. And and like my kids saw me loss lose last year, and I said to Loki, I may have lost, but you know you will lose sometimes, and that's okay. Mm. And it's 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 a learning curve for them to see that it's okay. And I said, look, mommy's going to be upset. I'm going to have a bad day today. I'm not going to be very happy at times, but that's okay because mm. this is how I'm feeling. 
And for boys, I think it's really important for them to understand they're allowed to feel these feelings mm. and they, they should express it if they need to and that we all go through it. And I, and I think as a mom, I think especially for boys who don't want to communicate and want to like put on a brave face or over celebrate, which I can't, can't stand either. Mm. I say you, you need to treat the person that you just competed against with respect yes, and true. acknowledge that they have a loss. <clears throat> yeah. Um, and, and that's the learning stuff for me. And that's what Adam and how he held himself and how he reacted, and how he didn't, you know, throw a hissy fit. Mm. Um, for me, I can just keep showing that to my kids. I'm like, see, this is how you behave and this is how you yeah. treat people. And, you know, I would never be a ref. It's the most petrifying job in the world. Like, <laughs> I have so much respect for those men and women out there who are willing to actually referee um, that there's no point in getting angry at them either. Um, mm. They're just doing what they think is right and what they saw. So, you know, and that's that's what we're trying to teach them. And jiu-jitsu, someone else's game just might match yours on the day. It doesn't necessarily mean they're better. Mm, it's true. Okay, we're nearly out of time. We have three minutes there. Yeah, okay. I've got a question that Kim will do the closer because she just does that. She does the opener and the closer, but <laughs> medals. I have a lot of medals and I don't even win that much, right? Too many medals. And actually, my son has a lot of medals as well. So I know what it's like with a father-son competing in jiu-jitsu. It's, it's ridiculous how many medals we have, <laughs> right? So you must have a lot. So what do you do with all the medals? Like at a certain point, it's ridiculous. Like it's, it's breaking the wall that they hang on for us. Like, what, are they in a box? Are they in a container, a shipping container somewhere for you guys? Like, what, what, what's the metal situation? <laughs> They're just thrown in a bucket. <laughs> yeah, you got a metal bucket. <laughs> Fair enough. In, in, the boys have one in their rooms. And the ones that are really important, we put on the wall at the yeah. gym. Yeah. But otherwise, the rest of them are all in another, like, bucket in the gym. Um. <laughs> Yeah. There is there is nothing strong enough to be able to hang up to hold them. Mm-hmm. We have our display on the gym of all the ones that are international. I've made a um, note of metal bucket. I'm going to get myself a metal bucket. Thank you. That's my takeaway. <laughs> I'll send you a photo. Thank you. Thank you. Awesome. And yeah, we're nearly out of time, Emma. So just within the last two minutes, have you got any final words for our listeners, especially? Uh, you know, from your perspective as being a, a female in the sport, being, you said a couple of times, like you're only a brown belt, but I mean, you're one of the best brown belts in the world by the look of it. So can you share with our listeners any any thoughts on that? Just keep training. Um, even when you can't train, show up, be on the mats and watch others and help others. Helping others is um, huge for developing your own game, but it's just empowering to see everybody else grow. Um, the BJJ community, Will Machado, I just love seeing it grow. The community John Will has built is just amazing. Um, and, you know, even if your kid is sick, spend the time with your kid, that's fine. It, it's not going anywhere. Jiu-Jitsu is always going to be there, you know, um, but just make that time for yourself to do it. Um, that's the main thing. Um, I, I'm, I'm, I don't think I was a natural straight off the bat with it. I just work really really hard at doing it it's not like something I went and going yeah you're just this is easy 
It's like, no, <laughs> it's not. It's not. It's complicated and it's um, busy and there's a lot to it and it's body breaking. But it is fascinating. It's exciting. And the friendships you make and the bonds you make, it just and the people you meet are amazing. So just it's a wonderful community. Stick with it. There's always ups and downs. Everybody goes through them. It doesn't matter what belt or what level you're at. There's definitely negative days in your game and there's plus days, but that's a heartbeat, isn't it? That's what makes you know you're alive. So, awesome. yeah. Thank you so much. And, well, we look forward to seeing what 2024 brings for you and you tearing it up on the world <laughs> stage. Look forward to seeing you on the mats at the next competition. Woo! Awesome. Thank you. you guys too. Cheers. Thanks, Thank Emma. you. Peace out. Bye. Bye.